I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, I hear that all sorts of things are going on with Ubisoft, and they're not good at all. They're not, Scott Telford. They announced last night, essentially, their revised roadmap for the rest of the fiscal year going into March 2023. Can you have a roadmap if you've crashed the car? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're about to find out, because they have made some major changes, cancelling some games, delaying others, and there's a lot going on. So I'm just going to quickly run through the bullet points, and then we can dive into them a little bit more proper. So, first and foremost, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which was their, essentially their biggest game set for 2022. It's their first, like, real next-gen blockbuster effort. That has been delayed to the 2023 to 2024 fiscal year, so that starts in March. So that's quite a substantial delay in and of itself. They also delayed a, quote, smaller premium title that they hadn't announced that it was supposed to come out at the end of the year. We don't know what that was, but that's also been delayed until 2023 and they have cancelled four games. Two of these, we don't know what they were. They were unannounced, but they've been cancelled. However, we do know the other two. One was Ghost Recon Frontline, which was (laughs) that Battle Royale-style free-to-play Ghost Recon game that everyone hated and got a huge backlash, and then they were like, oh, we'll go fix it, and now they've just cancelled it, which, to be fair, probably for the best. Didn't they take the trailer offline because of the reaction to that? Oh, it was so bad, yeah. They had to, like, immediately go into crisis mode. And the other game that we know about that has been cancelled is, sadly, Sam Fisher's Splinter Cell VR game that was announced alongside an Assassin's Creed VR game. They didn't mention that one, so it seems like the Assassin's Creed game is still coming out, but the Splinter Cell VR game has been cancelled. Thankfully, the Splinter Cell remake hasn't been cancelled at this time, but it is very much a yet. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that was kind of like the rundown. There's some stuff about Assassin's Creed, but yeah, those two games have been delayed, and those four games have been cancelled. What's your immediate reaction to this? Um, I I mean, you saw me laugh. I, uh, <laughs> in reaction to Ghost Recon Frontlines, that feels like that thing was never going to work. Um, I'm actually continually amazed that something like Skull and Bones, they're putting more time into that. Yeah. I will get to that in a bit. How many um, how many years that thing has taken to bring to some sort of state to put in front of people. Um, the Spinner Cell VR thing was always a weird like way to go with that IP. Yeah. I feel like you need your sort of revival game first, like the remake or whatever, or do something that gets people interested in the IP itself, and then you do your VR spin-off. Um, but it's also, then it's doubly weird going like, oh no, we shouldn't have done that and we'll get rid of that and we'll do the remake and then maybe later we'll think about it. I know it's only VR, but it's just to me emblematic of Ubisoft's entire approach. They have two franchises that they're looking at. They've got Assassin's Creed, a VR game. They've got Split the Cell, a VR game. <laughs> in every single time, Scott, they're going to choose Assassin's Creed. Well, yeah, Split the yeah. Cell and Sam Fisher is never getting a look in unless he's cameoing in another <laughs> title or getting a remake that we still or don't know much about. a phone mobile game <laughs> called Elite Squad. Oh, they have announced some mobile games, but I 
seriously am too bored to talk about them. So I'm not even going to mention them in this write-up. You mentioned Skull and Bones there. Yes. It is sort of it fair to discuss what they have coming out for the rest of this year because, mm-hmm. like I said, Avatar was like their big blockbuster game and that's been delayed. However, they still do have Skull and Bones, which just had a re-announcement, essentially, a yep. few weeks ago. That's confirmed for the end of 2022 alongside Mario and Rabbids, the sequel to that game. Uh, Sparks of Hope. Sparks of Hope, that's the one. Ah, you're a bigger Mario and Rabbids fan yeah. than I am, but I know people are looking forward to that. So they still have two interesting games coming out for the rest of the year. But mm-hmm. I spoke to you before we started recording, because to me, this is like the most disappointing Ubisoft year Ever like Maybe, the, yeah. the the lineup that they have for this year now, you know, kicked off with Rainbow Six Extraction in January, mm. and then they've been incredibly quiet, and now they only have these two games coming out before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's that's a you know a really paltry showing. Well, the thing is as well, you know, I was thinking back to when, when Josh mentioned this before recording, I was like, what else have Ubisoft had this year? And you said Rainbow Six Extraction, which I'd completely forgot was even a thing. That game landed in such a weird response where it was like, oh, it's not like glorified DLC anyway, and now it's finally out, and a few people like. It, I guess, but that game didn't land very strongly. Um, I feel like overall there's more conversations going on about um, the likes of X Defiance or the various projects that Ubisoft keep trying to get off the ground, and then things that leak, like Assassin's Creed um, Infinity and Assassin's Creed Rift, that seems to be another code name. Yeah. There's Assassin's Creed Red. It seems like they're betting a lot on the idea of a live service Assassin's Creed that you can just plug stuff into, yes. um, which <laughs> I'm in a weird Assassin's Creed bubble at the minute because it's <laughs> like the 25th anniversary. Um, and something reminded me of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so I'm back to that game and whatever. I like, I'm rem- Remotely excited about, a, about an Assassin's Creed, I guess, but I feel like overall their portfolio is very thin on the ground. You just made me so scared for a second. Go on. You said 25th anniversary. It's yes. 15, 15 years anniversary. Is it? If it was 25, it came out in 2007, <laughs> I would genuinely have had an existential panic attack. The fact I that was I, like, where's 25 years gone? Yes, the fact that I didn't even realise that is very much a testament <laughs> to how much time has barely passed across the last few years. It Not does, to worry, though. It does feel like they've put out 25 years worth of games, though. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. 15 yeah. years. We're, in the, we're in, in the midst of doing it, ranking every them. single Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. And and there's a lot of them. So, it's yeah. worth mentioning the games that you just brought up there because we've done news in the past on the leaks surrounding Assassin's Creed Infinity mm. and Assassin's Creed Rift, which was the game that was intended to be a spin-off from Valhalla, starring yes. Basim from that game, and now it's become its own standalone release before we get Assassin's Creed Infinity. But you mentioned there Assassin's Creed Red. This uh, also leaked the other day, and Kotaku wrote up about it in its existence. <laughs> and since then, we've had a few more details from the likes of Jason Schreier and mm. Jeff Grubb over on VentureBeat and apparently Assassin's Creed Red is part of Assassin's Creed Infinity and the idea with that project is that's going to be a live service that future <laughs> games get plugged into. It was so confusing to try and wrap my head around but okay. it is a game mm-hmm. but it's also part of Infinity and the rumours suggest that's going to be the Asia set game and other rumours suggest that this is finally going to be the Assassin's Creed game set in Japan. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, which is the thing that everyone has pretty much asked for ever since. The, I mean, you, you, how far back do you want to go? A lot of people always like the idea of an Assassin's game set in Japan. There was that piece of artwork in Black Flag. Um, if you go into Black Flag, there's a um, there's a set of um, paintings or whatever it is behind a person sitting at a desk, and they show various locations that have all come true apart from Japan. Um, and yeah, it always felt like in regards to that overall setting, it was screaming to do a cool yeah. Tenchu-style, ninja-style game um, in that place. So maybe this is finally how they do it. I'm so curious what the hell Assassin's Creed Infinity is I'm guessing that'll be the launcher off you know like a, um, your desktop let's say or your um, bra- what the hell do you call the home launcher on a con dashboard a dashboard a dashboard uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking XMB for the PlayStation uh. 3 um, yes yeah, so I think that'll be the thing that you launch off there it'll just say Assassin's Creed Infinity and when you get in there it'll give you a list of um, various different episodes or whatever it is to pick from and that I guess allows them to plug in maybe smaller ideas or whatever it is yeah. um, and flesh things out that way but overall Ubisoft like you said are putting all their eggs in their Assassin's Creed basket and just praying to various gods <laughs> by the assumption of it. Please. Yeah. yeah, you're totally right. And we actually won't have long uh, to wait before we find out what Assassin's Creed Infinity actually is and get a look at it because they also said in this report that they're going to show off the future of Assassin's Creed in September. Also in September, I think September 10th is when the Ubisoft Forward is going to happen. Okay. You know, their kind of E3 style event where they'll show off what they have over the next few years mm-hmm. in the pipeline. However, they when they were talking about Assassin's Creed, they mentioned a very special event and didn't actually mention that it was coming in the Ubisoft forward so I don't know if Assassin's Creed is going to get its entirely separate unveiling in kind of you know individual state of play style deep dive whether they're going to have two events in September that's not entirely clear Mm. but yeah we're going to find out more about what Assassin's Creed Infinity is in September Mm. and I think that's kind of like you said man like that's what they're hoping will sell that's what they're hoping will be a success because every other franchise seems Mm. to be in this weird state of flux and kind of almost you know mania at this well the point. thing is if we bring it back to Skull and Bones for a second like that game finally got shown off and it was the most Ubisoft 
Ubisoft approach to a game you could possibly have, the loot components, the consumables, the crafting, the grinding, all that kind of stuff. And it feels like that's what they default to when they're not that sure about something standing on its own two feet. And I get that it's bankable to some, uh, to some respects, but at the same time, it kind of just looked like a sea of thieves with additional Ubisoft monetization plugged onto it um, or adapted onto it. Adapted onto it? What's wrong with my brain? I don't know, I it's meant Friday. Bolted onto it. It's very much Friday. Um, <laughs> the whole thing. Um, it didn't seem to go down that well um, overall. It didn't seem like the reception was there for it, considering how long people have been waiting yes. to see more of it. And it was some of the worst aspects of Ubisoft. And I think that they could do with a win. Um, and as much as I think that going doing a uh, Japanese Assassin's Creed would get people back on side, there's so much more they could do, whether it's with Splinter Cell <laughs> or Rayman or whatever other IP you want to point to that Ubisoft just have sitting in the hangar going, yeah. it's not worth it. It's not worth doing stuff. It's true. But going off this report, right, I can see why they're just going all in on Assassin's Creed because mm. they even mentioned here that Assassin's Creed as a brand overperformed this year and they cited yeah. Odyssey, Valhalla and I think even Origins is still like bringing in a lot of money for them and those are old games now you know Valhalla mm. was two years ago almost mm. Odyssey and Origins even before then and they keep getting new expansions they keep selling for these for this company mm. in a way that you know Splinter Cell or even like t- some of the Tom Clancy titles don't now I think that's really funny uh, in regards to Assassin's Creed Valhalla's newest DLC the Dawn of Ragnarok stuff is that felt so much like Ubisoft going well Sony's going to have God of War Ragnarok and we should probably right. get in on that because you know Greek stuff and Norse mythology and everything and um, we should dive in on that so get yourself some Ragnarok stuff and if you go on Valhalla now it's so over the top and mystical and supernatural and ridiculous and fun but it's very much just barely an Assassin's Creed game like mm. the fact that Sony just added all the Assassin's Creed games um, and Ubisoft as well to the PlayStation Plus and the Ubisoft Plus servers means you can go back to those old games and be like oh my god we've come so far yes. like they've just made that fit whatever the newest trend is or what they think is going to be a, be a big money spinner and that's where the Assassin's Creed franchise just is now hey it's been a long 25 years is all I'll say <laughs> we've gone through a lot we've come a long way oh, uh, just, so again much. quickly going back to Skull and Bones like you mentioned you know all of his uh, you know, struggles to get made and whatnot. to me it's a big surprise that that never got cancelled like they I, know, be- right? I don't know what's going on with that game but it was rebooted internally a bunch of times mm-hmm. if the reports are to be believed and now it's coming out at the same time that they're cancelling a bunch of other projects I want to know what makes Skull and Bones so special <laughs> and it managed to survive so long and is now finally coming out I think out. that they can literally just point to Sea of Thieves and go that mm. saved itself that was a really cool idea that eventually had enough story components and various like content packs added to it where Sea of, Th- sea of Thieves was always a great idea it just needed more to it kind of like the initial version of No Man's Sky and I guess they just point to that and go we should do one of them um, which ironically was what they tried to do with No Man's Sky they, <laughs> I forget what the name of that game was going to be but Ubisoft did have a game like that that was in, uh, in the works you can find it in Watch Dogs 2 if you go to the Ubisoft right. office in Watch Dogs 2 they give you a little teaser of that game and it never came out but Ubisoft loved looking at what's good and going we should, <laughs> we should do one of them that would be good if we did one of them it is it's very clear that they're in a real stage of transition at the moment I mm. think you know when it comes to their franchises when it comes to the games that they have in the pipeline and it's just for me as like an outsider it's kind of fascinating to see them try to recalibrate <laughs> because that's a big job man like these yeah. games take a lot of time and money to be made and we probably won't see the results of any kind of big shakeup for a few years yet you know if these games are cancelled and new ones are going into production it quite literally is just Assassin's Creed that they have to rely on for the near future yeah. and then maybe the, the Splinter Cell remake and stuff but it makes me wonder what they're going to have to show off next year mm. or maybe this is literally all we have we have Assassin's Creed we have Avatar we have the Splinter Cell remake mm. and they're going to be like right let's focus on this for right now and then we can figure out what the hell to do with Ghost Recon what the hell it's to like, do with all these other 
the IPs they've got. They're in such a weird space. So I think the industry, when you're at that a certain level of production, is in an interesting space where the likes of you did that whole video on how Activision for the longest time were just focusing on Destiny and Call of Duty. Right. Rockstar are pretty much the GTA Online company now, um, and it's just that whole thing of like you find the thing that works and you end up putting all your money into that, yeah. and that can work. That can tick all the boxes, but I think that makes you a drastically more boring company in regards to how you used to be when you have a track record the likes of Rockstar or the likes of Ubisoft, um, and especially the amount of IP that they do have sitting around. And something like Beyond Good and Evil 2 is barely getting a look at. So um, let us know what you think down in the comments below of the state of Ubisoft and the various titles that have been canned and the stuff that still seems to be in the works, like the Splinter Cell remake. For now, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.